Hello and welcome to Two Filthy Nerds Special Edition with Halloween, literally the movie, with our spooky guest co-host, a resident scream queen, the Samantha Hale. I listen. There was another person on Instagram named Samantha Hale. I'm not that big of a douchebag. I'm not trying to be the, but I am. Girl, the. you don't have to make excuses to me. I used to be official JMS, and then uh, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. I was official JM because originally I was gonna not go. I was just gonna go by Jessica Michelle for comedy, and I thought I thought I needed to get ahead of it, and it's like fucking relax. I know, but you have to fit, fit your name or initials in somehow. So yeah, I'm the, just saying, you're the only Samantha Hale anyone who's listening to this podcast. That's right. Needs to fucking know about. I'm filthy. I'm a nerd, and she's here, and she's the queen of horror. We will be back, by the way, for everyone asking about Harry Potter. Rest assured, Nicole will be back. We will start book six when she returns. In the meantime. I hope you're having fun with all of this hot Halloween content. I am. Is it awful that I don't know how many uh, Harry Potters there are? How many books are there? Get out of your house. Do I have to? Oh, <laughs> I was like, you, if you house. guys could see looks could kill. She just shot <laughs> daggers. She just, she just threw out, what are those? The hor- Horcruxes? Oh. oh. Did I do something right? You did, but did if anyone's right? listening that hasn't listened to the app, that hasn't read and they're reading along with us, you won't know what the fuck that means because we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, but did I just, I just messed up you a ruined podcast the whole I'm not even on. Oh my. God damn it, Listen, Samantha. anyone who's going to watch a, a list, watch a podcast, listen to a podcast about Harry Potter probably has heard of those before. Yeah, well, it's the same with me being like, don't spoil the 1976 Halloween <laughs> or 78, whatever. Listen, if it's spoiled, that's on you, man. Yeah, you should have planned better. You should have thought about about that life choices choices really but for the record there are seven <laughs> you guys you guys can't see what's going samantha's on. dog is fully trying to blow my foster dog and her dog is a doberman pincher he's, his and my nose is as big as your dog's entire my body. dog yeah is like would you stop he's, he's just, just in a mood right now you don't have to suck dicks for people to love you that's the thing it took me a long time to learn too oh my god i wish i had known that by the when i went to college you know what? it's like he's like he's like michael myers he just keeps coming you can't <laughs> <laughs> you see what i did there okay. oh my we're god to a great start we really <laughs> are okay we're supposed to be running our filthy mouths this is so fucking this funny is filthy. we're I talking mean, about dog blowjobs we really are i don't know why he's so worked up I mean, it's Halloween. It's your birthday. He senses the energy. Oh, that's right. It's by the way, everyone, it's Samantha's birthday. She turned 103. <laughs> and she doesn't look a day over 102. Thank so you it's so much. fucking oh, incredible. Oh my god, you're such a good friend. Oh my god. I love you. I love you. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the thing that we were supposed now to let's podcast talk about. about. Crossovers and reboots. <laughs> well, I want to talk about both, but like this. So if you're listening. We didn't do three and four. We skipped over the Rob Zombies and we decided yeah. to do the brand new, not brand new, the Halloween. Well, yeah, 2018. The I 2018 mean, Halloween. Yeah. And H2O will be the next one because they're both separate alternate endings. Is Pretty what, much, yeah. Is what I've learned. And one is supposed to occur, like H, the 2O, hence it's 20 years later. And then this one is 
what, 78? So like 40 years later. So I guess these are continuations, not really reboots. No, they're they're not. Yeah, they're not. Well, okay. What is the definition of a reboot? That's true. Because these feel like continued boots. Uh, But like, I think a reboot is a remake. So right? like would a reboot be like for example um Pet Cemetery or It. But so there was, you know, films that came out in the what late 80s early 90s and they literally remade them. But then they remade them, but you think about it, they're not technically remaking the movie, they're just doing a different version of the book cuz they're books. They were books oh. first. So like so if someone were to remake Harry Potter, they're just doing a different version of the book. They're not so remaking So it's really a they're all reboots of the book is all a movie is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair way to look at, at anything with a book. But there's like, if someone were to remake Halloween from the original. Well, like the Rob Zombie versions are remakes. They are. But do they just put Michael into a new scenario? Or is it like, it's Michael again. Here's Laurie, 1978 Halloween. Right. Well, the cool thing that I did enjoy about the Rob Zombie versions is in the first Rob Zombie Halloween, they kind of went back in time. So they had, they kind of gave you a lot more exposition and setup of how Michael became to be this weird kid. This fucking weirdo. They kind of talk about how, uh, um, okay, well, I have to put my dog away. He will not let Okay, up. we're going to take a Hold brief on. pause. Ruffy. And put her horny dog away. your mother. I'm sorry. It's Barkback Mountain in here. If you guys could see the way... Her dog is looking at this <laughs> tiny little foster. He's got a fixation. And then the foster, you put your dog in your room and the foster dog was just staring like my the dog, love of his life was on a train leaving town forever. that. My dog is about to like start paying his bills and sending him gifts yeah, and your dog is what a, he's wearing. A daddy. <laughs> he's a little bit of a daddy. He comes out in leather chaps. We're like, where did you get those? Why uh, do you have a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> Are we writing weird dog porn right now? <laughs> How do we go from Michael Myers to this? Just innocent reboots to dirty dog porn. I don't which know. Is I all, am so sorry. I'm that this isn't what this is probably what some of I, you tuned in for. I have to give him the talk. I haven't had the talk with my dog yet. <laughs> the barks and the bees. Mm-hmm. What is it called with dogs? I don't know. The lipstick and the trees. Ew. Weird fucking dog dicks. So Wait, so Okay, what were we talking about? <laughs> crossovers and reboots. And do you think with stuff like this, where it's like this epic, super popular movie, do you think like constant different reboots are fair game? Cause it feels like that's what they've done with H2O, which we haven't watched yet. That'll be next episode. Yeah. I mean, and if, if you think, um, think of it this way, each, most of them have different directors. So each director is going to have a different style. Maybe there's a different, someone wrote the screenplay differently. You know, like we were talking about how in this one, something I really love about the the 2018 Halloween is there's a lot of humor to it. It's really, there's some funny parts in it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cause they brought in Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Do you guys listening? Do you know, <laughs> Yeah. like Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down helped write the new Halloween. Like, who would have known that? That's you know? fucking mind-blowing. Who would have known? But then when you realize that, and then you hear some of the humor, you're like, oh, you're like funny. this is spot on. Sounds like him. Because, like, yeah. if there's one humor he can write, it's, like, fucked up kind of small town humor. Yeah. And, but it's like, wow, what a, 
What an interesting spin because I felt like the original two we watched really didn't have. They weren't funny. No, it was a... And they also weren't established iconic franchises. No, so they're they, just like putting out a horror movie. Right. And, and and the first one's super low budget at that. Yeah. So, yeah, they didn't... Maybe they couldn't get as creative with it. And also, they didn't have to reinvent it. They didn't have to add anything to freshen it up because it was still brand new. It was brand... That's true. And so this is like, okay... You're coming in with it's 40 years later, but also aware that you have this horde of fans. Cause I feel like that's the thing. Anything when anything reboots or even remakes, you're at the mercy of people who are like, Oh yeah. Uh, as an expert on the original. Yeah, exactly. And I don't like, I don't go around saying I'm an expert. I'm definitely passionate and, f- and a fanatic, if you can say, but I'm not yeah, like, yeah, a like a the bush they used yeah. in the first one was actually, <laughs> which of course I've been to and I've recreated the shot. Um, by the way, I? I don't know if you've realized this, but you have a hedge next to your house that looks like that fucking it does. bush. And he's, I, re- I didn't realize it till today when yeah. I pulled up, I was like, Oh, this is a very similar. Totally. I'm like, yeah, a Michael hedge. Yeah. If you don't know what the exact specific hedge looks like, you probably think you see it all around town. I know. Well, yeah. Because it could it, be pretty generic. Yeah. I feel like in LA, you see a lot of you see it, yard yeah. hedges, yeah. which is a very fun way to put up a fence between you and your neighbor. It is. Well, that's about, that's what's happening now with the Golden Girls house. <gasps> They're putting up a hedge so you can't see it anymore. Why? I know. New, someone new bought it. And, and they just, just don't want people to see. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck I'm you. I'm like, well, then don't buy that house, dude. I know. Do you know? Do you know houses for sale? And I really was like, <laughs> I was like to my boyfriend, I was like, how can we find a way to buy this house? Oh I, by God. the way, I am in no position to buy a house anywhere, Which let one? alone California. Yeah, the not. house from Fast Times. Oh, really? That's probably like a expensive It's house. less. Okay. This is a ludicrous sentence. It is still way out of my budget. I'm acknowledging that. But for people who live in LA, this will make sense. Anywhere else people go, that's still insane. It's less than a million. Oh, wow. Which like in LA, that's... Is and I obviously found it on Zillow. I uh, like let's talk about reboots, and I'm like let's talk about this house. I know, and it's like in really good condition. It's got a really nice pool. I was like less than what I wonder. Fuck? It's not. I don't think it's far from here. I think it's in Woodland. Wait, no, never yeah, mind. Yeah, well, the, the valley is definitely going to be a little bit less than for sure. You know, I just was like somehow surprised well the house from the silence of the lambs is on sale it's about an hour outside of pittsburgh and it's only 300 grand it's probably a total shithole but who cares it's an iconic shithole yeah that's what i wonder when realtors price things if they go well it's iconic so i should charge more or if they're like it's iconic so people are probably gonna bother them yeah it just depends on the people like the people i mean speaking of halloween the people who live in Lori Strode's house from the original. Apparently, they seem like super cool because they leave pumpkins out year round. So like, they're like, because they know people are going to come take a picture. It. Yeah, and they're like, in on it. But then the people I, I've been told, the people who moved into the Amityville Horror House, uh, they hate it and they like they change the iconic windows and like they'll yell at you if they see you. Oh fuck them! Yeah, so it's like whatever, dude. Um, anyway, someone buy the Fast Times house and. I, but, and but, give it to us. And give it to Thanks. us. Yes, thank you. That's it's a minor request. Can but you imagine if that happened from a podcast? And I was like, oh sure, I have an extra nearly eight hundred. It's less than eight hundred thousand. Oh, so then it's fine. That's I mean, pennies. Come on, guys. For some of you, None pennies. Of, not for me, but I know. You know what is? Have you okay? So here's a movie that if you haven't seen, you're gonna have to leave right now. Psycho. Huh? Oh my god. Go. Okay. Well, if we're I talking know about the iconic scene. 
The shower. The shower. Yeah, I sure. know about the shower scene because I remember my mom. Is that Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah. My mom told me about Alfred Hitchcock as a kid. She told me about that shower scene and how she like. No one would take showers for a long time. For She's like, I didn't shower with. She would just shower with the curtain yeah. open, just spraying water everywhere. Yeah. Like for months. That happened when The Exorcist was released. People left the theater throwing up. Um the the Catholic Church was getting like record number a record number of calls from people actually believing they were they were possessed. Oh, Jesus. Uh, people panicked. People wouldn't go to the beach after Jaws. I mean, it was if you think about that coming out, they people moviegoers had never seen anything like that. So that was wow. shocking and horrifying to them. To us, we're like, <laughs> whatever, child's play. <laughs> I know, like, but, fucking grow up. You know, fucking grow up, you wimp. But to them, that was brand new special effects. They had never seen a young girl swearing and saying, like, fuck me with a crucifix. You know, they never... Like, it's, s- like, horrifying. It's horrifying. Um, so Psycho, Psycho was actually the very first movie to ever show a, a, a toilet flush, to ever show running water in a oh, toilet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you had said that. That's uh-huh. fucking... Yeah. You guys know a little fun fact about Psycho. I learned at some point, you know what they used for the blood? Hmm. Chocolate syrup. Oh, yeah. Because it's in black and white. Yeah. So you don't have to. It doesn't have to look. It doesn't have to be. Isn't that crazy? What a simpler time, I guess, for some, in some ways. In some ways, yeah. It's also just funny to think because, you know, now we have such great special effects you look at that stuff and you're like, this is corny. It's crazy to think at some point someone was like, this is this so is realistic. So and we're so desensitized. We are utterly desensitized. And it's a shame because people are, people ask me all the time, what is the last movie that really scared you? I said, I, the last movie that really scared me. I was 18. You the know? Notebook. Okay. <laughs> like, anything. What kind of love is that? Anything with Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Just, Horrifying. Can't, can't do it. Go on. Can't do it. Speaking of movies that scared us we'll have to continue this conversation on our next beginning of the episode because we have got to get to this brand new halloween we do we are going to take a quick break and we're getting all into the 2018 40 years later halloween okay we are back and it's it's time to get into this reboot Reboot. Continuation. Continuation. Sequel 40 years later. Yeah. 40 years later, which it's interesting that they were like, let's disregard every movie except the original. I'm into it. Like, I like it. How do they... Do you remember when this first came out? Was there like press letting people know like, hey, I think I remember knowing that. Yes. So it's just sort of like because they don't want people to go in and be like, wait, 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 what? What about this this makes any sense? What about that? So, yeah, they must be like doing I'm sure I guess in their like press junkets, they have to really drive it home. And they also know that fans of the Halloween franchise are super loyal and that they will figure that out. They will read about it. They will do what they need to do. You get enough context clues, I think, if you really watch it. Yeah, and we're just so happy to have another Halloween movie. I mean, yeah, it's crazy that they're able to continue so many years. They're going to continue. They're going to continue. They're going to continue. And that always, I mean, I guess it's, it is always going to start around Halloween, but this one takes place we open, it's nearly Halloween, the 29th of October, 2018. And we go to Smith's Grove Psychiatric Hospital, which is the place Michael Myers was taken to. Mm-hmm. He's been there 40 years. Mm. 
It's fucking dark, this opening. This, like... It's a maximum security psychiatric ward. But there's these two podcasters that come in, true crime podcasters, Aaron and Dana. And first of all, fucking... I mean, we'll get into it. Like, how did they get access? They must have a successful podcast. Yeah, it's like, how big is your podcast? Right, but we also... I mean, we'll get into it later regarding the doctor who's caring for Michael. Yeah, because so. that's just a whole thing but they get led into this hospital to try and interview him which to me it's like he hasn't talked he hasn't spoken to anyone why is he going to talk to you yeah it kind of reminded me of what's his face steve Irwin trying to like talk to a stingray like it's not gonna go well like yeah no. <laughs> it's not gonna happen and it, it didn't if anyone remembers no and what makes it really visually <laughs> kind of cool is that the the whole it's like this outdoor so you know the prisoners get like their one hour of outdoor time a day yeah but the the cement it looks like a giant checkerboard yes so it's almost kind of like these two little punks are coming in and michael's just like your move what's up yeah like <laughs> let's fucking play yeah and you see these spaced out both physically and kind of you know mentally they're, they're socially distanced <laughs> yeah they are socially distanced from the planet um people just sort of Kind of like scary figures, kind of you know saying things. Unwell and, people kind of talking to themselves, and one of them, they're all chained up, and one of them's in a wheelchair. They're all clearly not mentally well. There's just one woman with like an umbrella who's right. balding. Oh, maybe that was a man. It, it was a guy. Yeah, because it, it was all males. yeah, it was like a balding. Yeah, it was like all males telling men telling. But the thing that I really enjoy about that scene is like. You know, with Michael being the boogeyman, right? He's like just the blackest eyes. He's soulless, right? He's just kind of like this evil. All of the patients react to him. They know, like they start getting excited and they know, they all start freaking out because they know that something's about to happen and they know that Michael is not one to be messed with. Even they know. They're insane and they know not to mess with Michael But they're like feelings because he's... These podcasters come in, they have his old mask. Yeah, he he he's instigating, he's trying to push Michael's buttons. He's trying to elicit a response. They just want him to speak. They want to get his side of the story. Like, why is he gonna They're tell like, you? What are you also like why why? Yeah. What side of a story could he give you that you would go, aha? It's oh, all I see so, what you're saying. Now I get it. Like anything for ratings, that's Probably what they're chasing. I mean, and people are genuinely fascinated with true crime. So in this inside of the movie, that would be a true crime type of thing. So absolutely, they're fascinated with it. They want to understand. They want to be the special ones that get Michael to speak. That get to reveal. Yeah, because it's also like, I mean, how big would your podcast right. be? Think about the sponsors you would have. Who sponsors true crime podcasts besides like like a duct tape company? <laughs> I was gonna say like kitchenware. <laughs> yeah, just like the, yeah. those magic erasers. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah, but so they take out the mask to, to get a response, and they sure do. Every all the patients start going nuts. They're going nuts. He still doesn't respond. The dog is screaming and Michael just won't even turn around. He's like, "Mm mm-mm. Yeah, and they're just there with this doctor and you, there's this moment where you like think you're going to get to see Michael's face and then he never fucking turns around. Yeah. So you don't see his full face and he's clearly older. Obviously, it's been 40 years. But it's just... still huge. Absolutely. And just the way it's shot, it was very, like, kind of... 
that they were out in the bright sunlight, all mm-hmm. wearing white, and mm-hmm. they were still able to make this a very dark yeah. scene is very impressive. Yeah, exactly. Just the, the angles they had on some of these people. Right. And so then the the podcasters try to fucking hunt down Lori. Yeah, which they do. They find out, they figure out where she is. They pull up to this gate and you're like, oh, okay, this woman is like in a fortress. She's, yeah, she's fucking out in the middle out. of the woods. And of course, they she is going to blow them off until they said, oh, we have $2,000. Yeah, I she, think it was $3,000. Three, was it 3000 Yeah, yeah. And, and then so like, the gate opens. The gate opens because you know? it's like, well, we all have a price. Yeah. I think that that's what we can all learn from this is yeah. that... Even we all have a price. people fearing for their life. Maybe Michael would have spoken for three grand. <laughs> I know. They didn't even offer him a fucking penny. They just shook a rude. mask at him. Like, kind, yeah, kind of rude. It's like he's trapped in an asylum. At least bring some fucking ramen noodles or something. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll trade you for some cigarettes. I know. Bring them some, like, you know, babysitter porn or something. I know. <laughs> and they don't really get much from her. They, like... Because she's not interested at all. She doesn't want to talk about it, yeah. obviously. Because it's like, well, why would you? Right. You witnessed all these horrific things. You barely right. survived. She's obviously still terrified that he's going to come back. Right. And then they bring up her daughter. Which is so uh, personal and rude. And so that is what turns her off. She says, okay, interview. you can go now. Give yeah. me my money. You can go now. Because they bring up the, the custody issue of her losing custody and, and Lori says and, and the guy's like oh well did, did you lose custody and she's like yeah you already know that you can get out now yeah like you're just she being knows they're dick. just being dicks now that it's like I, I just I don't know I did not care for those characters Mm-mm. and then like we find out her daughter who by the way is named Karen I know and she's such a fucking Karen pre Karen uh, yeah pre the whole thing happening ahead of her time perfect, really basically um, she kind of doesn't really talk to her anymore. She, you know, obviously I think you, you get the idea that like it was tumultuous, whatever went on that led to her being, you know, taken away right. at 12 years old. She's not crazy about it. Right. But Lori still has a, a relationship with her granddaughter, Allison. Right. And she, they have like a weird relationship. They do. Well, it's kind of like the granddaughter's kind of stuck in the middle where like the daughter, Karen is just so burned out on all of Lori's crazy. Oh, Michael, this and Michael. So Karen's just like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. You need help. Yeah. Cause she's constantly like on high alert constantly. And you can tell she's clearly over the years tried to get her mom therapy, tried to help her, but her mom is just like, no, I'm not getting over this. Yeah. You're like, it's not a thing a therapist can help. Yeah. But the granddaughter is like, Allison's like, well, I still want my Grandmother. Why do they call her grandmother? That's what was weird to me. She's like, is did you invite grandmother? And it's like, what kind of fucking? When are we gonna look into that? Yeah, that's like some creepy culty shit. Like, call her grandma or call her Lori if you have to. Yeah, grandmother or like, I don't. I just I have never heard someone something grandmother 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 feels like some Norman Bates shit a little bit. Or like, I guess it's like what Mike Pence would call his mother-in-law. Like <laughs> Ew. Doesn't he call his wife mother? Ew. Oh yeah. And didn't we decide that Michael Myers, Michael's hands, we saw a shot of his hands. We're like, those are Mitch McConnell's hands. Oh my God. <laughs> they yeah. They showed Mike weird. McConnell's, Mike McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Slip. <laughs> Michael Myers hand. And it's all fucking bruised and gross. And that's when I was like, oh, it's fucking uh, Mitchell Myers. <laughs> Mitchell Because I don't know if... Anyone so, has seen Mitch McConnell's hands lately, but like, so funny. 
what's going on. Yeah. He's dying for sure. Yeah. Uh, which fucking good riddance, I guess. But it, the, the fucking grossest hands I've ever seen. Yeah. And Alice, and I keep wanting, I keep mixing up Allison and Karen. Allison's the granddaughter. Yeah. So apparently the parents are going to meet Allison's boyfriend at a dinner and she's like, is grandmother invited? And they're like, yeah, we, she couldn't come. Yeah. But Allison had already spoken to, to, oh, it was like her graduation dinner. Oh yeah. And yeah. like, they go like, oh, Karen's like, oh, sorry, baby. She couldn't make it. She's just and Allison's like, oh really? Cause I already talked to her and you're lying. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. we end up, we find that out cause we meet her friends, um, Vicky and Oh, Vicky's the blonde. Yeah. The one, the babysitter. Vicky has like a stoner boyfriend, Dave. And she, she's just like, yeah, they just fucking lied and like, that sucks. I know. You want to blow up a pumpkin? Yeah. So it's <laughs> kind of, we set up that she's got this relationship with her granddaughter. We see her show up. Lori shows up at the school at some point and gives the granddaughter like money in an envelope. The, right. the money that she got, the $3,000. Right. But the thing, the best thing about that entire shot. So the thing that I love about this movie is that it pays so much respect and so much like it pays its dues to the first one there are so many little things like that it's like oh. iconic shots that they'll recreate and kind of put a twist on it or little things that oh they did that in the first one but now they've done it here so that's kind of the first time that we really really notice that yeah because uh allison's in class right just like there's a scene in the first Halloween where Laurie Strode is in class, she kind of glances out the window and Michael's just across the street staring, just like deadpan, just staring awkwardly. And so this time they had Allison in class also, and they're having some deep philosophical. Yeah, some shit that it's like, this is, no one talks about this Yeah, in this high is school. college shit. This is in high like, school. Like we read the Odyssey and that was as deep as it got. Yeah. Like that was like. <laughs> right, Exactly. But so Allison looks out the window and it's Lori in the exact same spot where you would expect to see Michael. And then I, and that now saying this, because we we noticed it when we're watching the film. We noticed so many of these things. Now saying it, I'm like, was it the exact same classroom? Was she in that same? Oh, gosh. But I didn't pay enough attention. Probably How would not. you even know? But it's, it's the same town, isn't it? Isn't it? Why wouldn't you leave Haddonfield? <laughs> yeah, because... Well, well, she lives out in the middle of nowhere now. Oh, absolutely. So she's just like, you know, take this money, fucking use it for something, take a trip somewhere, get out of here, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And because like Allison's like the responsible type who's like, no, I'm going to save this for college. She said, fuck that. She literally says, fuck that. Go to Mexico. Have fun. Do what you want to do. I don't know why she's like, get out of here forever and don't live like me. I think it's symbolic of Lori realizing my life was taken from me. I will never be normal. I will never be a happy, normal person, but you have a chance. Like you go, go go. have fun. Yeah. You know, and Lori's, I think, I think it's, it's kind of the idea of, I think even the doctor says it later and it's kind of brilliant of like Lori survives by being this kind of victim. Lori like survives by being a survival and a survivor, excuse me. And Michael keeps living to uh, get like Lori. His will so they're to like, kill her. Their, their will to survive and their will to kill, like they're connected. It's it's almost like what's driving them to stay alive. Exactly. Which is so funny that like her drive to stay alive is to stay alive. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but like to survive and maybe also it but seems she's, like... But she's, 
get revenge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's also she's, Lori's not trying to get over this because she knows that she doesn't have that option. She knows that Michael's not done. He's coming back. Yeah. So she can't move on because if she moves on and it's like, la, 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 I'm going to go to Tahiti and go bowling every Thursday instead of target practice, like she going to die. Yeah, and them showing her house where it's just like, she's got all these targets and like mannequins. She's just like, she is waiting for someone to come... She's her. ready. She's not like, uh, she's not going to hide in a closet this time. Like she's ready to fight. Absolutely. Which would be crazy if he didn't come back. Isn't that funny how that like, it's not insane because he ends up coming back. But like, if he just was locked away forever and she spent the next 80 years just shooting things and is like, well, you did that. Well, okay. I guess I, uh, gave I, my life away I overestimated. Like he just, he like dies from pancreatic cancer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's been dead for 10 years. Why didn't anyone tell me? Wow. He's been shot in the head. He's been set on fire. He's been on this, but he died of cancer. The cancer okay. will get us. Cancer It'll get us will all. Get you. My God. So we, we get to the next day. There's a random father and son. Uh, driving to go hunting. And I in love the that the son road. was talking about how he'd rather be in his dance classes. I know. And then the dad's like, well, what do you mean? You don't want to go hunting and fishing? Yeah. That he's just <laughs> like, don't, don't you like this more that it's just like, oh, this is a, a tense backwoods moment of him being like, why is my son like this? Very, <laughs> but, <laughs> how did that get thrown in there? I, I was like, honestly, I thought it'd be, that was such a like good little nugget that I thought there were more to these characters than them just being side characters. Yeah. But what happens is they come across a bus that is crashed and it was the bus that was transferring Michael uh-huh. and a few other prisoners uh, to a different prison, which it's like, why? Why were they, why were they being transferred? Just because? Was uh, Smith's Grove shutting down? Like... Who knows? Maybe it was some sort of like higher security. Did they say that? Maybe, or maybe they had to like face a court date. They had to do something. Yeah. It was just like, I have to rewatch for that. I'm well, it's sure. almost, that was a similar scene. Cause that to, was what happened in the, in the first film was they were, fig- was there a he breakout was, or was there, was, there wasn't a crash. There was like a breakout of the, yeah, yeah. He, they, yeah. But you see, there was, all they never got on the bus. People in the robes, like, mm-hmm. or in their, you know, uh, hospital gowns. Which is like, again what happened in the first one. So yeah. it's kind of like paying homage, you know, like homage to, you, to that. You just see them in the street. The dad, of course, you know, classic. I'm going to go check on it. I know. I'll be right back. Yeah, he sure you will. fucking doesn't. I know. He doesn't come back. And the kid gets out of the car like, Dad? With it a was, gun. It was 100% the Lion King. It was, Dad? Dad? Like, like Mufasa's dead, son. You're like, not. Bitch, he's dead. Bitch, he dead. And then he, fuck, he... He happens on the bus. He like goes looking for his dad and accidentally shoots the, the doctor, psychiatrist. The psychiatrist. It's Dr. Sartain. Sartain? Sartain. Sartain. Yeah, something like I, that. He's the, like, we watching it went like, oh, so this is the new Dr. Lupus. But then at some point, <laughs> Lori, Lori literally says, like, oh, you're the new Loomis. Oh, you're the new Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a student of Loomis. Michael kills the kid we see him do a very classic michael strangle in the car move mm-hmm. we've seen that before i guess he's gonna miss his dance class i mean yeah. <laughs> he's he couldn't tap dance your way out of that one could you kid <laughs> yeah should have done more hunting instead of all that <laughs> shaking your ass <laughs> so michael's now on the loose presumably has some type of vehicle yeah at this point um we so Hawkins shows up 
the he's the sheriff now. Yeah, Hawkins was in the original. Right. So he was the like the, one of the first responders uh, from the first film. Which yeah. I also had the thought of Hawkins is the name of either the county or the town where Stranger Things takes place. And I wonder if maybe that was a tiny little nugget. Very well could be. Or it's just a coincidence. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. He he shows up. He knows about the dangers of Michael. He's like, you know, very aware of fucking this guy is super bad news. We see Allison's boyfriend meeting her family at a weird dinner where mm. grandmother shows Awkward. up. Yeah. But like doesn't sit down. Yeah. She shows up and they're like, please have a seat. She's like, no, I'm fine. She's she's agoraphobic. So she, she really hasn't is been like outside f- of her own house. She probably never leaves the house. And is it like, is she even technically agoraphobic or is it she just like Michael phobic and he could be anywhere? Probably like, both at that point. I mean, it's been 40 years. She's probably developed all kinds of I'm neuroses. Sure. Yeah. I mean, people are becoming really awkward just from being inside for the last six months. I can't imagine like with this 40, 40 years. I can't imagine 40 years. After kind all of, that trauma. And out of the city. So yeah. you're not even like getting the energy of people around you, right. you know, like in the town. You're you like, just kind of go deeper into your own dark hole. Especially is, considering that she knows damn well that this, this isn't done. Yeah. So she it's knows. like she's had to live with that and has nothing to distract her thoughts because right. she never hangs out with people. Right. It's so weird. That, that poor, like the boyfriend meeting... It's just the like grandma who like grabs scene. a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and she's so frantic. And the I mom's know. like, Karen's I'm like, I need some drinking. Well, it's, shut up, Karen. Well, Let her have a drink. Fuck you, Karen. Uh, and we learn from the dinner that like sort of the trauma of Karen and Lori is that like from a very young age, Karen started forcing Lori to like learn she, how to shoot yeah, a gun. Yeah, Karen learned how to shoot a gun at like eight. She learned how to fight. And she, she was sort of living to, in this trauma. Like yeah. she had to deal with her mom's fear being sort of... Right, which is why she's so resentful of her mom. Um, yeah, because, you know, you can't live a fully normal life having spent a childhood with someone who's constantly in fight or flight, like teaching you, like you have to be afraid of everything because you never know when someone's going to come get you. Right. It's insane. We get to Halloween. Then we're at the gas station. So the, is it a gas station with the podcasters? Oh, it's like a, like a autumn automotive shop. Shop. Gas station with a, yeah. Uh, we see again, we go back to some classic Michael in the background cuts Mm -hmm. of like, they're on a phone talking about, and then I'm like, I'm thinking like, who else do you need to interview? Like, what are you even looking for? Yeah. But then a truck pulls up and we see Michael like just in the background in his white. Is it hospital gown? Yeah. Cause at that point, at some point he finds, he kills a mechanic. He kills oh, that, the that mechanic. happens here. It happens here. That's yeah. right. So he like, kills the front attendant. And then he kills the guy working in the shop and he takes his, the, the classic Michael Myers the outfit. Classic, yeah. Which is so funny that he's like, I need my, I need my look. But maybe that's the only thing that'll fit. He's a big dude. He is know. a very big guy. Hello. We, so we see the female podcaster. There's a guy and a girl, Dana. She's in the bathroom uh-huh. and you just fucking see someone come in 
I know. And he tries to open the door. She's like, um, someone's in here. Excuse me. And it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Girl, he's, he knows. That's why he's banging down the door. He's obviously trying to get in there. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you thinking? So she figures out, okay, something's not right. She tries to crawl, by the way, to the next Which stall. Which is just die there because you're like, going to get you- some sort of plague. Yeah, it's also like... It's a dirty bathroom. You're crawling in a disgusting bathroom floor. Also, the door next to yours, not locked because no one's in there. Right. So he's just coming straight in. Right. And he does, but then the guy podcaster comes in. Hears her screaming, comes in, and he's like, oh, it's Michael. Yeah, like, you're not safe in the day. Yeah, you're not. It's not happening. And so he clearly gets his ass whooped like yeah, very violently smashed head in and the whole fucking And she's in the st- she's still in the stall, right? Yeah, like she can't get out. And that's when okay, so the guy now you know the guy's okay, he's not good. He's not coming back from this. And then Michael, you see the hand reach over the top of the stall. Yeah. And then he drops something. You're like, "What the Oh, it's teeth." It's teeth. Oh man, it's totally oh, teeth. It was just like a fistful of teeth and then it's just like I mean, he clearly, uh, he does, he kills her. Mm-hmm. And I think the moral of that is like, don't have a true crime podcast. Yeah, and don't be an asshole. Don't provoke a serial killer. Yeah, it's like, what did you think? Don't taunt him with a with a mask. With his mask. Be like, why don't you just say something for us? Like, well, maybe he, maybe he can't. Have you thought about that? Yeah, maybe there's a reason he doesn't fucking talk. Yeah, maybe there's a reason. Uh, maybe all the times that they tried to murder him, maybe they messed up his his, his voice box. Is that a thing? Voice I, box? I'm larynx. Larynx? I don't know. It's also just like, he hasn't talked for 40 years. What kind of fucking narcissist are yeah, you? Do you I think you'll come in and be like, so we have a show. Like, do you think this madman gives a fuck? We have a show on iTunes. So does everyone else. Right? It's like, yeah, literally anyone can do it. Right. But this is basically the kind of the moment that like spurs the community, the, the deputy to like, Okay, he's really out. He's, he's legit. Our, it confirms their fears that like mm-hmm. he is out there. He's dangerous. Um, he, the Hawkins tries to go to the sheriff, and and he's you know trying to be like this is a really big deal. And then of course Lori learns about it, and she tries to tell Karen that they're not safe. And Karen is such a fucking Karen. She's so Karen. Yeah, that she's like, you've got to like you have to move on, mom. You've got to let this go. Like just not. Not even listening. You are not welcome in this house unless you get help. Okay. Yeah. That's like, all right, well, yeah. see you later when you fucking need help, bitch. Right, right. So you see, like, we go to, so Karen, we go back to Karen's house and she's walking in and she kind of has the vibe of like, hello, is anybody here? Huh? What? And then it turns out Lori was there and Lori like lets her have it. She's like, hey, Karen, listen, I just walked into your house. You have no security. You have no this. The, you have no the that. The side window was, wide, side was open. wide open. Like she was like like going through the perimeter of like how yeah. safe is this house and, and it's obviously not like right and the husband comes in he's like this is my family i could take care of my house we're like oh well you're classic okay. dipshit good sexist. job buddy it's <laughs> like well you obviously can't because the your family member because you're avoiding grandmother broke in yeah you're un like you're a crazy unhinged person who's just not well seems to be you know about herself enough to break into your fucking house right <sighs> there's a costume party for the high schoolers Right, and Allison and her boyfriend go as Bonnie and Clyde, but they go They reverse. gender swap, so which I thought that was fun. I thought it was super cute. So she's Clyde, he's Bonnie. Yeah, and he's like sneaking alcohol in a flask. and Yeah, he's getting like pretty hammered. We see him, she, he, she finds him cheating on her. 
Yeah. Well, he's drawn like some hot girl in a tiger outfit tries to kiss him. She sees it. She gets upset, obviously. Yeah, as and she should. Because he's drunk. He's a total asshole. He's like, oh, I was just talking. And Fucking gaslighting. I don't he's, know what you think you saw. He's an awful little teenage douche. I was like, oh, he's a piece of shit. And then like her phone rings and he takes her phone away. And throws it into like a weird bowl of nacho cheese, which I guess maybe <laughs> is. I don't know if that's if like. Would that fuck up a phone? <laughs> I don't know because it's not water. And Death I also. cheese. I'm like, have I been. Maybe I've just been in quarantine too long and that's like a fairly normal thing that could be at a party. But for some reason, a giant bowl of like, like loose melted cheese. I was like. I didn't see any chips. Did she? No, <laughs> it was just like a bowl of cheese. Unless it was. Maybe it was something it else. Pudding? Pudding? And why would teenagers want pudding? I'm trying party? to think. Maybe it was one of those. Did you ever do a Halloween thing where like you can't look, but you had to put your hands yeah, into something? Yeah, and, like, but it's it eyeballs, like, but it's grapes. like peeled grapes. Yeah, or like spaghetti with brains or something. But, but no, that was like some sort of weird ambrosia or something. I yeah, I was like, why was. did he just throw her thing into like... And then he's a, he's just to, he's like, oh, you can't live without your phone. And he's like a total asshole. So she storms off and leaves the phone. She doesn't even try to get the phone. But so that was grandmother trying to call to warn her. And that he's now she doesn't have a phone. Yeah. So she doesn't know what's going on. She has no way to contact anyone, but she fucking like storms out. Fuck him. Yeah. Then we see her friend, Vicky. This was interesting. Babysitting, which is not, I don't know if that's really a throwback or it's just like what teens do, well, but yeah. it felt it had a similar vibe to the first one. But it's of kind like, of a classic staple of Halloween is that Michael is going to, he, you know, is attacking teenagers who are babysitting. Absolutely. And you it's fucking, like, you babysitting, you getting stabbed. Yeah, she invites her boyfriend over and classic formula, the slut dies. Well, you know, but we have to talk about the kid that he's, she's babysitting. Oh my God. He is the best comic relief. He, This kid, this little kid is so sassy and so right, by the way. There's a reason why the kid lives because he's a smart kid. Yeah, well, I wonder whatever happened. Yeah, he gets out. Oh yeah, he does get out. You he see him get out. He gets out. He runs out. Uh, oh, but like he's so he sassy, like, he's like, "You're gonna die!" He's like, "You're gonna die, Dave." Yeah, he's like <laughs> leaving to get help, and he runs past her boyfriend, who's like downstairs, fucking. He was like trying to start a motorcycle and shit, like a fucking dumbass. Idiot. And he's like, "You're gonna die!" And he just runs out. You know what I love about this kid? It's like when we first meet him, he's on the couch sitting with Vicky, the babysitter. And, and he's like, shouldn't you be putting me to bed? Isn't it my bedtime? Shouldn't you be doing this instead of doing, I'm just sitting here clipping my nasty ass toenails. He's like, like, you used to be, we, you used to be fun. And like, <laughs> it's so good. He's, he's just like has, the, the best kid. I know. I want to see like, that's the reboot I want is where did that, where, what like, happened to that kid? Cause was that, he became Titus right. on ah. the unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. Like, I know. And like when he actually, when Michael, so, so they're in the room and he's like, Oh my God, I saw the boogeyman. He's like kind of the way Tommy Wallace was doing. Yeah, absolutely. And Vicky's like, no, you didn't No, It's fine. So she goes in and pretends to talk to Michael. Yeah. She like tries to prank with him. him, pranks him. And then eventually puts him to sleep and, and puts that sounded morbid, puts him to sleep, <laughs> gets him in bed. Uh, and, uh, and he's like, don't worry, it's fine. And then she goes to shut the closet door, but it won't shut. And the closet the door won't shut it won't shut and then fuck holy shit it's michael and the best thing that i love so michael comes out with a knife and the kid what did he say he's like oh shit yeah and he just like <laughs> runs so funny he's like i'm out of here and he's like i'll get some help but he just like runs for his and fucking he runs life out the door and the, the valiant boyfriend's gonna he's like you're gonna die dave <laughs> right and it's it's also just like i mean kind of fuck you for trying to like scare a little kid yeah that yeah. like 
well, well, you. I don't want to say that that's what you deserve, no. but like maybe fucking lighten up on kids who are scared, I right? Don't know. And when she when she's running from Michael, she slips, slips on nothing. Her like sock just fucking oh, no. face plant. Of course, I know. so yeah, she doesn't do well. She yeah. doesn't. She doesn't make it. So Lori is with Hawkins, and they get a call about a domestic dispute, right? Because it was just like loud screaming and yeah. whatever. So. Obviously, like Lori's got a police scanner, so she knows exactly what's up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, and so she's like, for sure, that's my goal. Yeah. Um, she knows. And we have this moment where she like shows up in the neighborhood, and she's like, "Everybody, get in the house! Like, go inside!" Like, she's like telling the kids to to leave. She's like, "Hey, you little shits, get out of here!" I love her. And we have a moment where they like, she comes face to face with Michael. She sees him through like a window and she shoots at him. It turns out she's shooting into a, a mirror. mirror. So Michael's like, okay. So he just turns around and goes down the stairs. And that's when Hawkins is like, oh, Michael, hey, wait, stop. Like he's going to listen. But that's when Hawkins sees Michael and knows for sure what's going that on. That he's fucking back. Right. And we are going to take a break. We'll come back with the fucking rest because at this point shit is just getting started. Okay, we're back, and so it's 100% official. Official. Michael's out there. He's on the loose. He's doing his Halloween bullshit. <laughs> Not his Halloween it's, bullshit. He's up to his Halloween bullshit. God. Somehow this fucking Dr. Sartan, Sartain, I don't even fucking remember how to say his name. Sartain the psychiatrist, the psychologist, whatever the fuck, that has been treating Michael for 40 years mm-hmm. convinces the cops to like take him along. Oh yeah. They're like, you're going to let a wounded civilian come with you. But he's like, I, yeah, he's, I know him better I than know anyone, him, uh, which I guess made sense at the time, but well, it was you like, clearly didn't do such a great job. So yeah, you fucking, <laughs> obviously you didn't know him well enough to stop him from flipping a bus. Right. But like, so now he, the doctors with the cops in pursuit, uh, and we, meanwhile, Allison is walking home with Oscar, who is the the best friend, the dorky friend character, clearly yeah. comedic relief. It yeah. felt like they were like, we need someone who's Jack Black, but in very high school, that. it was very like cookie cutter, funny guy. Yeah. There's a really fucking weird moment where he like, he, well, first of all, he's like, let's take a shortcut. Yeah. So they're like walking through back people's backyards, basically. Which already it's like. Bad idea, dude. Here we go. They hop a weird fence. He tries to fuck it. He tries to kiss her. And she's like, and he's like, what? Well, you're not with Cameron anymore. And she's like, that doesn't mean I want to be with you. Yeah, it's like men just as a general Gross. thing, like fucking a woman being single doesn't mean she wants to fuck you. Right. You know, like don't assume that. But he's also drunk and he's like, I thought you were putting on the moves. I'm sorry. Like, I think he is just like, oh, he's just drunk and dumb. Embarrassing. Yeah. And she... Is like she's pe- like fucking fuck you, buy I'm out of here. So she leaves, and then as she's leaving, the um, the motion sensor lights come on. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And she's like, "Motion sensor, dumbass." And she's uh, like, "Fucking buy." Right, and then and then so she's gone, and then you and he's look like over, gathering himself because he's, he's so drunk. He he's like so stumbled. Drunk, he can't he's even like, stand. 
But then he looks over in the corner and we know it's Michael, but he's too drunk to re- he, he thinks, thinks it's just it's- the guy that owns the house. And he's like, sorry, man, I, I'm not. I didn't mean to come to your backyard. I was just with a pretty girl and I was just uh, drunk. I'm getting out of here. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And clearly Michael just kind of stands there in Michael fashion. And he's like, dude, you're kind of being weird. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. And well, there's the, the sequence of like the lights go off. Michael moves. The lights go on. He's like standing like a little closer, but like at a right. different side. And he's like, you're kind of grieving me out. And then lights off, lights on. And then all of a sudden there's a knife and, and he tries to hop a fence. But his fucking cape, his, his cape, cape, his little Dracula stuck. cape gets stuck in Which the fence. It's so embarrassing. Like it's like, like that's it sucks to die. But then like to be found wearing a cape. That's, just, that's worse. I hope to God, however I die. It's like they tell you always wear decent underwear in case you wind up in the ER. That's, <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, always wear a good cape in case you wind up in the morgue. I mean, yeah, well, because like, I mean, we really think about it. There's no way to die that's not embarrassing. Because at the end, you just like, what fucking shrivel up, shit your pants. You're just like, hey! you know, even, <laughs> even if it's like a peaceful death, you're just like, it's <laughs> But like a fucking cave. That's and, bad, dude. And that's bad. And she hears him screaming, and she's and she like, "Ha ha, he's very being funny." A dick. Yeah. Then she runs back and she sees, sees him, him like filleted on he, the gate. Yeah, his like head is it's fucking through like the spear thing on the gate. She's like, "Oh fuck!" Screaming. Right. And she sees Michael. Right. She saw Michael. Yeah. And she like makes it run for it. Yeah. Cause she realizes, oh, this is what grandmother's this, been talking about. This is the guy. This is totally the guy. She runs. We see her screaming at a door, knocking. And then the lights come on. I thought it was going to be the same as the first one where they were like, oh, teenager in distress. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're being pranked. Cause in the original, they just fucking turn she, off, yeah, the off the light on Lori. But the light comes on, which is sort of like, okay, maybe oh, they let her in this time. Cause that was the last of that scene. Absolutely. So you're like, okay, she's going to live through this scene. Okay. Absolutely. Then the cops show up and they grab Allison. They put her, which I guess where else would you put her? But the back of the car, I mean, we're going to sit her on your lap. That's yeah. Where else? Yeah. But they, they sit her in the back and they're basically transporting her to Lori. I assume they're like, let's get her. Right. It's Hawkins and and the, and the doctor and they're driving and they fucking hit like Michael Michael it, appears out of nowhere and they hit him in the with street their car. And they like smash him he goes flying and it's the very classic like I think he's dead we've seen this before so they get out they leave her in the back where the cage is the doors don't unlock the cop uh Hawkins Hawkins starts approaching Michael from a distance but the doctor like runs up on goes him. right up to him is like what he's not breathing he's dead it's fine he's definitely dead and and Hawkins is like no dude uh uh-uh, I know how this works don't do that because we've seen what happens yeah. before where Michael just comes alive and like fucking kills you. And then. And then like, this is the big crazy moment. Fucking plot twist. Plot twist. So the doctor pulls out like a scalpel. Is yeah. It? Hawkins like a- goes to like, kind of get him off Michael. Yeah. The doctor pulls out a scalpel, which why does a psychiatrist have a scalpel anyway? Like, what are you? But he was clearly had a plan for this. Oh, scalpel. for sure. Cause he fucking stabs Hawkins. Yeah. And then, yeah, and Allison sees it and is like, wait, what? she's like, what the fuck? And so you see Hawkins go down. You see him continue to stab him. And you're like, oh, this is when you realize this doctor's fucking nuts. And he 
is obsessed with Michael because he kind of wants to be Michael. He kind of wants to know. He wants, he wants to, know to get what it so feels deep like. in his psyche. So deep in his psyche that he want, he needs to know for himself what it feels Why like to kill. Why he is the way he is. And he fucking stabs Hawkins and he's like, oh, so that's... That's what it feels that's like. That's what it feels like. He literally yeah. says that. <laughs> She's just in the backseat like, what in the fuck? Horrified. And then to make matters worse, he goes and puts on the mask. Yeah, he pops up just in the mask. And so that's when Allison sees the Michael Myers mask, but it's on the doctor, but she doesn't know what's going on. Which um, is... And then, yeah, and then you see him. So he winds up like dragging... He gets Michael's body in the car and puts him in the back seat with Allison. Yeah. And like, get like he gives this whole speech about how, like, you know, he needs to observe right. what Michael's like. You're evil and I need to know what this is like for, for like scientific research and all that shit. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Right. And as he's like going on and on. Michael comes back to his, his hand starts moving and Allison realizes, Oh, I'm fucked. I'm so fucking fucked. So she comes up with the really good idea. She tries to trick the doctor and because the doctor's like, he, he hasn't spoken. And, and the Allison says, well, he, he said something to me. He spoke to me. Yeah. Back of that fence. He said something. And he's like, what was it about? Was it about Lori? Well, what did he, Oh, she, he's, he said one word. What was it? Was it his sister's name? Was it this? And she's smart. So she says, I'll tell you if you let me go. Yeah. And so that's when the, the Sartain uh, pulls over the car. Yeah, he pulls over. So you're thinking like, oh, she's about to like get out of this. Yeah. And then. But then we see the other two cops. That's right. They're at the, uh, they're at, like There's, the far end of the street and they yeah. see the lights and they're like, wait, who the fuck is that? They're like, is that Hawkins? But that's weird. Why would he be stopped? What is going on? Um, so they're like radioing in like Hawkins, what's up? To no avail. To, yeah, of course. They are like, okay, let's fucking figure this out. But while they're trying to figure it out, Michael comes. Michael back. comes too. But he's. This is crazy. I. I couldn't tell if. Was this like a superhuman strength thing that he smashed through that cage? Because he smashes the fucking doctor is going on and on about how you know he's got to get to the bottom of Michael's brain and blah blah. And fucking Michael smashes. Michael's sitting right behind the doctor. Yeah. Smashes through that cage, which is designed to keep criminals in. Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it, okay, if he really is the boogeyman, he's pure evil and none of this, no weapon, nothing can take him down. He's also a huge specimen. He's also a huge man. Like he's got to be what, like six foot two at least. Minimum. And he's probably, I mean. Probably bigger. Like Probably he's bigger. Big and he's guy. just pure muscle because... You know, I mean, if you think about like prisoners in jail, what do they do? They work out all the time. Yeah. So he, I don't know, but he already kind of has this superhuman demonic strength. So he's just fucking. So he just pushes it and it kind of like pushes the, the doctor forward. You're like, oh, okay, the doctor's not going to make it for sure. Um, So he does that and then he winds up like dragging him out of the car and Allison realizes this is my chance to, to get out. So she, so fucking she runs to gets the woods. out, runs into the woods. And the stupid doctor, the doctor's like on the floor and Michael's hovering over him. And clearly the doctor's not going to make it. His dying words were, what, say something. Say, say something. Why does everybody, does he, it's, does he sound like Whitney Houston? Why does everybody want to hear this? Why? <laughs> Can you imagine if, that, so if he important? did? Yeah, he, and and I, I, he's like, wait, <laughs> your voice is so interesting. He's like, I just, I just wanted to be a performer. What would a voice be like? Hey, hey everybody. Hey, hey, it's Michael. 
I just, I'm just an unhappy boy. <laughs> You're like, oh. My mom just didn't love me enough. I didn't get enough hugs and kisses. <laughs> You're like, what the what fuck? What the hell? He ends up fucking killing all the cops. Yeah, as, as he does. Steals a car. I mean, she's bolting through the woods. I thought he was going to go for her in the woods, but it kind of just like... I feel like he had a lot of pent-up aggression towards this psychiatrist. He was annoying as shit. Imagine having to deal with that guy for 40 years. He's going, say something. Michael was probably like, let me take care of this. But then again, Michael also probably knew that if the girl runs, she's going to lead him to Lori. That's true. So let her go. Let her take him to where he wants to be. Man, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. He's not as dumb as he looks. I mean, which is impressive because he looks uh, so dumb. He well, he looks like I William mean, Shatner. You fucking, you he looks like the William, same outfit, right? William Shatner got a job at an auto mechanics. I know, and just like <laughs> hasn't slept in a year. Yeah, or ten, or forty, really. Right. Well, at this point, Lori has gotten Karen and her husband. I don't remember her fucking husband's name. Ray. Oh, I don't remember. Ray. Ray. Sounds right. They. They've gotten to Lori's house and they're like, we, you know, we're going to hold up here. No one has been able to get a hold of Allison at this point. Right. Hence the no phone. Yeah. Um, they're kind of inside but walking then, down. Yeah. And then like Karen kind of realizes, wait a minute, you want him to come here. Hold up. Yeah. Wait a minute. What are you, what's going on here? Like you've been, you've, you're like chasing this thing. Yeah. And they do have this moment of like, look, I'm sorry that I made you live your life like this. and like, whatever. But Lori's in fucking like making everyone grab a gun. Yeah. Like this one does this. This one does that. Get ready. Whatever. Right. A cop pulls up outside. Quote a cop. Huh. Ray. Cause they're all like trying to find, they like, you know, they're hoping to find Allison. They, they've notified the cops. Yeah. And so they're, he's thinking, oh, they must be, you know, arriving with her or whatever. But it's just like such fucking classic horror movie bullshit of like. Like if you yell out to an officer in a car and the officer doesn't like turn on a light or you can't and it's pitch black, the officer's dead. Yeah. Like the officer is going to make himself known if he's there. Dude, we like, saw that in Scream. Did we not? We did. They have to identify themselves. So if no one answers, then. There's no one in the cop car. Also, there's a killer clearly trying to kill you. Maybe go back inside. Yeah, I don't know. fucking get inside where like the door locks 800 yeah. times. Yeah. She has an absurd amount of, I guess it's not that absurd. It's really she, not. For what she's been through. She's got yeah. a lot of locks. So he's like looking into the car and then clearly Michael's going to come up behind him. That's he so funny because I thought he was going to open the door and, and Michael would be there. Oh, well, he did open the door. And, and there remember was a it was dead like cop the, there. the dude's like lit up head or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool looking actually. And then he turns around. And then Michael's there. It was a trap. Like Michael, you know, left that knowing he's going to go look at it and then I'm going to strangle him. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't even turn around. He got like roped. Yeah, from he got roped. And then so Lori kind of realizes what's going on outside. She sees out the window. And, and she's like, oh, yeah. She doesn't say it, but she's like, okay, well, he's dead. I'm going to put Karen in the little basement. In the basement, because <laughs> she's like, okay, Michael is officially here. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is so Lori has a countertop, like an island that her, her, the island in her in the kitchen. kitchen is actually uh, the cover for the the, like the secret entrance ba- to like the secret underground room. Yeah, it's like a, a basement. And that's where she has like her guns and like whatever. Her artillery. Is that it? Artillery? artillery? Yeah, yeah, that's down there. So she like, it's a bunker basically. Basically, yeah. 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 So she opens the thing man, and just like, you know, gets Karen down there and is like fucking. Right. They're hiding out. 
Right. And then eventually... Waiting for Michael. Yeah. And then is that when Lori goes to the door and Michael's at the door? That's true. Yeah. She gets Karen in the bunker. She gets Karen in the bunker. She goes to the door because he's right there. Yeah. And then Michael, like... After all those locks, she had two glass two things glass on the windows. door. Like, he's going to punch through the windows. He punches through both the windows and starts smashing her head against the door, yeah. which I was like, oh God, wow, you, is... this, I can't believe you didn't plan for that. Yeah, I know, right? That I was like, oh man, you should have got a solid wood door. You think? Put some bars around the windows, maybe? But she know. fucking manages, she's got a gun in her hand. Yeah. She manages to get the gun. I mean, there's a she, real struggle. She gets the gun and eventually Michael kind of grabs hold of the top of the barrel. And she, and she eventually is, yeah, is able to shoot it off. So he loses a couple fingers, but that's nothing to Michael Myers. He don't care. Yeah. And it becomes this sort of like, they, they end up in this sort of like cat and mouse chase where she like, Fuck, I forget how he ends up in the house. She Does she go downstairs first and then she like blows a hole through the floor? Well, because Allison shows up too. How yeah. did Allison get in? I don't remember when Allison shows up. It's like right after that because she shows up and then this is so well, Allison. There's this, he has a little bit more back and forth with Lori where he like, because I think it's. He, he Allison doesn't show up till she falls off till Lori goes off the balcony. We see a repeat of oh, it's so that was like so. I don't, I just don't remember how Michael got into the house. That's the only thing I can't remember. Wrap my brain around me neither. But he, he does, he of course, he gets he finds into the house a way in. Does. Oh, because Lori runs off to try to like, okay, I've got to fucking hunker down and figure out the situation because he's crashed through the glass in the windows he like starts fucking unlocking the door oh, okay but gotcha. she has run off somewhere because they end up upstairs the well because she so basically what she has to do she winds up kind of clearing each room she goes through each room to see if he's there and she has these fucking she pulls a knob and, and doors. she pulls knobs and like metal gates start closing off different rooms and i saw her doing that and i was thinking i was thinking at the time okay she's locking down the door in case he's in there. Yeah. Because there were a lot of moments when we were watching that I was going, she's out in the middle of the fucking, why aren't you against the wall? She ends up in one room where we see a trail of blood to a closet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay, I fucking got him. So she, yeah, she says, Michael, come out. And he's not in there. And then there's a room with mannequins and there's like blood on the mannequins. But she, she's kind of sealing off each room as she moves through it. Um, and that's, I think, eventually when Allison, Allison shows up. Allison, yeah. She's upstairs with, like, Michael. Oh, yeah, she has a struggle with Michael because he's, like, hidden among the He's behind mannequins. the mannequin. He pops up. And he, like, tries to stab her and she flies off the roof. Right, which is freaking amazing because that's an exact opposite of what happened in the original movie. Yeah, where he Michael fell off the roof. gets thrown off the roof and then there's a shot down at, like, his body in the grass and then you, it cuts back up to Laurie Strode and then eventually it cuts back down and you see Michael's body is gone. It's gone. So they reversed it this time where that's what I love because there's the shot of her on the ground and then you look back up at Michael and then she's gone and the look, like, if... I know he's you wearing a mask, but, but there's like, this pause. There's this like, pause where Michael's like... Rrr? Yeah, where you're just like, it's, oh, she did the thing I did. Yeah, I did that. It's probably one of the most, if not the only, uh, human kind of emotion that you get from Michael Myers. It's just you see, you can tell that he's like, what? Yeah, it's and they. You and it was clearly did it on purpose out of like 
to, to give to, us horror nerds like a, a little, little like, thrill. That's like another little yeah. nugget. And within that period yeah. of time, Allison managed to like, she comes like running up. She's yeah, like, Karen run through hears the woods. her. And Karen come gets in her. And grabs her and puts her in the bunker. Brings with her. her down to the bunker. Yeah. And, but at this point, like now Michael is aware there's a bunker. Because at some point, I don't know how Lori got out of the bunker. At some point, Lori was down there and Lori, she shot through the floor. Yeah. Uh, well, she left on purpose because remember she says, I have to finish this. Yeah. And then she leaves. But did she leave out of the bunker? Yeah, of she the walked kitchen? out of the bunker. Where the fuck was he? Was he taking a shit? Like, <laughs> like how did she get out of But we see, like, he knows about this thing. So he's, they're in the bunker and like Karen grabs her gun, we see it's got like a little lightning bolt has her initials on and kind of like kids handwriting. Okay, yes. Yeah. And they're just like, she's Baby's standing there like, gun. oh fuck. Michael goes to the kitchen counter and like is fucking shaking it. He's trying to knock it over. Because so I guess he, he like get... didn't see the remote on the other <laughs> counter where you just Well, push it. I mean, you know, he's never been to a radio show. It's like he hard to know. see with those masks, you know, like <laughs> just like your vision is sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but also he's got brute force so he can. And she, that. he manages to get it open and we see Karen, they're like shaking and she's, she's like, I can't do it. I'm sorry, mom. I'm like sorry. calling out her mom. She's like, I just can't do it. Like this very like scared, Whiny. like, I'm not going to be able to come through for you. Like, I'm not going to be able to shoot someone. And then that's when Michael steps into the doorway, like, or into the kind frame of, of the yeah. bunker. Like he's about to come down the stairs and she just fucking is like, got her yeah. whole face like goes like stoic, like goes cold. She's gotcha. It's just like, I, it was such a, I remember like when I first watched this movie, I was like, oh my God, so cool. Like everyone was freaking out. It was such a good moment. Yeah. It was such we're a like, fucking badass bitch moment. It was moment. such a bad, we're like, oh, we don't have to hate Karen anymore. We like Karen now. Yeah. She's like with us. And so she fucking blasts him in the face. And then Lori and then, shows up and is like beating the shit out of but him. But the cool thing is, is you see just this weird kind of shadow silhouette of Lori's face in yeah. the background. And she comes out of nowhere to come like fuck up Michael, which is what Michael she did Michael's to her Michael. in the first one. Pretty so there's much. a lot of role reversals in this one. Like, like Jamie Lee Curtis is now the hunter in this version. Yeah. That's what I love. Yeah. It's like the... The predator, the prey has now become the predator. Exactly. Like really fucking interesting. She like shoves him down into the bunker. He tries to grab, like he grabs Karen, like he's going to do something. And then fucking Allison comes through and grabs a knife and just fucking knifes him. Allison stabs him twice. Yeah. Allison she like, sees the kitchen knife on the floor and realizes, oh, maybe if I stab him, he'll let go of my mom. Cool. So she stabs him. And he, the second time she gets him like right in the hand. So he has to let go. Yeah. And that's when Karen's able to get out of the bunker, but then they hit a button and the bars come up over the entrance. And that's when you realize, wait a minute. This was a plan. And the whole, and the whole thing, Karen says in two seconds, she says, baby, it was, we were never hiding. It was a trap. Yeah. She like. I like that she spells it out for you because my mind was like so blown. It literally was like these bars come across like a jail cell, but it's like, she's like, it's not a cage. It's a trap. They fucking set off like all these little, like, I don't know what to call them. All the, like these gas switches come on. Turn on. Things start catching fire. So he's just fucking. He's just locked in this bunker with the whole place getting on fire. Yeah. Trapped in a basement. And she, and like. Burning alive. Lori's basically like, goodbye, Michael. Yeah. And then they like get outside. As they're getting outside, a car is passing, which I was like, what the fucking... Nice odds. 
what are yeah really what are the odds yeah the whole house is fucking on fire yeah and they, they you know like they flagged on this car to get a ride to like get into town or get help but then like the last thing you see it like shows an inside shot of the basement and like and michael's not in the staircase anymore he like he's not there because like he just the fire went up around him and he wasn't moving he was being very stoic very michael like like he was pissed so it's kind of like you're like you're you don't see him on fire you don't see him catch fire and go down in flames you never see that no and if you listen really closely on the end credits you can hear him breathing mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, oh, he's, fuck. yeah, you know that. There's and now, no, there is a hundred percent a sequel coming out, but like they fucking how this motherfucker keeps surviving, I don't know. But you're evil. He's a boogeyman, but you can't kill the boogeyman. Loomis made that very clear. I mean, you can't kill the boogeyman. But who is going to replace Jamie Lee Curtis fifty years from now? And they want to continue the franchise. The, grand, the daughter, but the granddaughter. Oh, can... They're already setting it up to like keep the franchise. It's anyway. That's the fucking episode. This. Uh, this was a good one. This is a good one. We're going to do H2O. Happy birthday, by the way. Thanks. Oh, my God. I'm old. You guys go follow grandma, grandmother, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> You're not old. You're in your prime, baby. Oh, thank, thank you for that. Follow the podcast. Subscribe to Two Filthy Nerds on iTunes and leave a rating and a review. We've got more Halloween coming. We've got more Harry Potter coming. and Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Oh, to answer your question. Seven books, but eight movies because they clipped Damn. one into two. They, I mean, I talk about this with my producer all the time, but it should have been a TV series. It should be way. There's just so much meat, and maybe one day they'll re. They will boot it, remake it, whatever. They'll figure it out. We have. Sure. Oh, that's. I'm gonna look up reboot as soon as we get off. All right. This. Good night, Good and night. I hope this haunts your dreams. <laughs> this has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. <laughs>